doing? Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the The CSGO Hour podcast. We had no episode last week because yes, on Cologne, we're pretty busy. So we're back better than ever. There's no guest this tonight's episode, but so we're going to have one later in the week. It's going to be a banger, so stay tuned for that. Uh, today we're talking about the big tournament of the year, ESL One Cologne, seeing Simple take home the MVP with Navi getting another major win for this year's calendar. Meanwhile, Astralis, while I did predict him to lose, it wasn't the way that I expected, which was really saddening. And we also have a lot of news today. For some reason, Counter Strike decides to be crazy, and so we have uh, we're gonna have. NA is making all kinds of changes, MIBR, Liquid, apparently all these different teams having a big shuffle. Nothing makes any sense. So we're going to start off, though, with ESL and Cologne. We're going to go to my man here, Mygand. Mygand, how did you feel about the tournament overall? Uh, I thought it was a really good tournament, actually. I uh, I felt like these last few months of CS have been a bit... There's, there hasn't been many great games. There was that Star Series where the only good game was between Navi and SK... And then SK and Team Liquid. And I feel like at this one, I really enjoyed watching teams like Big and G2 do well. And obviously Navi as well. So I think it was a really good tournament. And obviously, it's always one of the highlights to watch ESL1 Cologne. Yeah, I was really impressed with... Um, I would say the group stages weren't that impressive, in my opinion. There was like one or two good series. Like I think Big and Renegade is a pretty good series. But I think when you came to the playoff stage, I was like, I was kind of bummed out. And then a playoff stage happened. And then you had every, pretty much every series is a banger, in my opinion, except for maybe the grand final. Grand final was a little weak. The first two maps were really good, but after that, it just kind of went no-till from there. But I thought, in general, it's one of the better colognes in terms of the arena in a couple of years because just the storyline of the hometown team making it big, no pun intended, uh, was pretty insane. So, Miss, how do you feel now that we had no NA representation in the playoffs? What was this playoff stage like for you? I found it was really good, but I just got to mention some from the other podcast when we did predictions. Y'all thought I was oh, no. y'all thought I was nuts for picking G two to make playoffs and oh, beat wow. Navi in the first game, and you know what? It happened, and I was so proud, so I happy. I haven't done anything on that, so you can't like say give me a knife or something. So I but, hear it. but the playoffs, yeah, I found every series was pretty pretty good, just like you guys said. I'm so depressed that Team Liquid, they literally uh, came out last. That's why I had them winning three over Astralis. They kind of, you know, they really failed there. I mean, I did say something weird would happen, and to be fair, it was a pretty technically weird stage considering Big and Navi in the Grand Finals, which just would have been Astralis and FaZe, but then, you know, hey, magic happened. Just not magic. And so we saw Chip go out. They won after Entz. Entz and C9 able to take out Nip. How do we feel about Entz and the wonderful tournament they had knocking out not only Nip, but Mouse Sports? Sergey is a baller, man. This dude's 16 and he's dropping like all close to 70 kills in a BO3. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. And Aller was playing insane. I just found that whole team. I I was really impressed with that whole team throughout the tournament. Yeah, I thought that team play was really impressive considering you know, what kind of level of team they are. You don't expect them to come out and look this good, obviously. I mean, Serkei and Alu obviously stood out, but uh, you have to give some credit to their in-game leader. I think it's Alexi B, as his name, as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, really great tournament from them. I didn't expect that in a million years. It's uh, It was a tournament of surprises. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I think... I definitely I was kind of sad to see Ents not make the uh, the playoffs. I thought I really want to see them in front of the stage, but you know, I mean, things happen. I just felt like the big disappointments were like Liquid going out last. I mean, this is a team that's been so hyped up. Oh, we just gave them another month or two. Oh, Naf just needs a break. All oh, this. Oh, there's always been excuses, and now they had their Naf had his break. Everyone had a chance to really sit back, watching demos, and prepare for a big event. And what do they do? nothing like i don't understand like what this team needs like one day they look really really good to the point where they're going to game five or game four against astralis in the grand final and then now they're here they couldn't even think about going to lanza so missed as the resident canadian expert what do you think liquid needs to do a roster change probably i don't know what else to do for this team i just feel like they always do roster changes and like nothing ever this is zeus the only thing he's doing 
been a good guy. Seems like he's actually helped the team. But do you think it's time for like uh, Liege to step down? Or? No, no. I don't know why. I, mean, I don't know why he's getting slack. Liege is con- like he's consistently been one of the best NA players like for years. Like, I guess I'm. I guess Nitro is like the one you can look at the most in move because they don't have a true IGL and. Like whenever Liquid makes a roster move, they seem to have really good short-term success, but they can never win. But then, like as it goes on, they just fall off more. And with all the tournaments they were attending, people figured them out really quick. And it showed when they played North. Well, it also is good to know that AZ had a really good series. So, to be fair, I did say that North were like my dark horse team. Unfortunately, to make the uh, you know the playoff stage, but it's a, only sixteen playoffs, so it's like only so many teams can make it. And like you got to think Astralis, Phase, Navi. Even G2, I guess, well, not G2, but I mean, <laughs> they didn't make it. But those teams, you expect to make it. So there's not much room for like teams to make it there. But the fact that there wasn't a single NA player in the uh, the playoffs was just depressing, at least for me. I guess not for everybody. But I thought that Made in Brazil, the team that, you know, we were hy- I was hyping up because they had won two Colognes. They were looking really good going into this. They boot camped, you know, with something SK couldn't give them. They had a Tinder sponsorship. I mean, they had everything going well for them. And then they fell flat on their face, uh, losing to big in groups. How do you feel, Mike, and about MIBR's future with all these rumors swirling and the fact that they did not look well in Germany? Yeah, that Tinder sponsorship didn't really help much. Um, <laughs> I'm I suppose. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, on our prediction show, uh, I was, uh, you know, shooting down MBR a little bit when you guys were hyping them up because I'm not in that camp that thinks that they're going to do well after this, you know, name change What is what it basically comes down to. I mean, maybe they get more boot camps and maybe they get slightly more support now that they're called MIBR instead of SK. But other than that, I mean, I don't really see them changing anything with this roster we've seen them at so many events now so we know what kind of level they are at and i mean they made top eight and that's that's where they at right now they're not gonna do much better than that i think uh i mean we see all these rumors out there right now about roster changes about cold zero leaving maybe Tarek is joining and <laughs> <laughs> which is which is pretty crazy to be fair but uh yeah, I think they need to change something with this roster because it's it's gone as far as it can go. All right, can we just talk about one minute? Wait, quick. I know this is supposed to be gone for later, but can we talk about these roster changes because I don't understand. Cold Zero leaving, Bolt out. Like your team is called Made in Brazil, not Immortals. Made in Brazil, and you're gonna bring in Tarek to replace Bolts apparently. And then who are you gonna replace Cold with? Are you gonna replace him with what Phelps or something? Like I don't understand the thought process here. So now you're going to have a team called Made in Brazil. In the Brazilian market, they want to do live events in Brazil. They want to have that Brazilian thing. And then they're going to have a team that's majority not Brazilian. That makes absolute – it's mind-blowing how dumb this is. And I don't – I just – it just really hurts because I feel bad for Immortals, for Noah Winston. He's a really smart GM or owner. And yet they make – they always get take L's apparently because they always – something always bad happens. I don't understand this team thought process. Bring in Tarek, like, oh, it really boils the blood. Considering, like, you would think they just needed a boot camp. Like, I feel like the big issue with me, like, when you have a team in the back of their mind thinking, well, this org is not going to give us boot camp. This org is not treating us right. It doesn't fa- impact your play. But now they had all the chances in the world and they couldn't do anything with it. It really is suspect. So, Mist, what do you think MIBR is going to do? I hope they don't pick up Tarek. Yeah. <laughs> Like you said, it's pretty stupid that they're made in Brazil and they're gonna pick up another American player. I think they, I think they, they I think Steri should be kicked and then you bring someone else in. Oh. My opinion. I mean, I think they paid what, like a lot of money for at least. I think some say okay for Stewie. Yeah, but, so yeah, I know he signed to a long-term contract with Mortals. So longest in the esports apparently. That's kind of, it's kind of not possible when you think about it. It's, well, player contracts. It's kind of weird in a way. There's always a there's always a buyout, and I'm sure it's ridiculously high. Oh, of course. But yeah, if they could remove Stewie and add someone else, like even even get like Taco back at this rate. So here's the thing with Taco. I, I thought about Taco, but people are saying, well, if Colzier goes to Liquid, replaces say Twists because you could, you could argue Twists has been kind of underwhelming recently. 
he doesn't do well on the big stage sometimes. Whereas a liege has a lot more experience. They say he speaks Brazilian or Brazilian Portuguese. Well, if he does or not, it's hard to tell. But um, I just don't think that Taco and Colzira, I know that they were a duo back in the day in a way, because Taco complimented Colzira well. I just feel like it's almost like going back to a form of servitude, because like then Taco is just baiting for Colzira again. And that's just not a good, because Taco has been on Liquid, top rag some maps. He's looked really good, like a whole new person. I like seeing him free and unchained, not this new, going back to where he's going to be like, you know, baiting for somebody else again, let somebody else be the star. As much as I can see Colzera on a new, new team, I just don't like this whole, all these rumors. And it really feels bad because this team has been so storied, so successful. And to go out like this doesn't seem like a good look. But another team, I guess we could say, that has has had similar weirdness is Fnatic. And Fnatic, they made quarterfinals, much like G2. But only G2, Fnatic did not look good. They got destroyed by FaZe on two maps. And the third map, the only map they won was close. But Fnatic is just a team. Their their structure has been really interesting. I feel like they're better positioned than Nip. But, Mayagan, how do you feel about Fnatic's ESO1 Cologne? Um, I thought they would end up about where they did in the quarterfinals. I picked them to finish uh, top two in the group because I thought they would come out with like kind of a honeymoon period at this event where obviously we saw JW play better than he has in a really long time in the group stage at least but then obviously you go to the quarterfinals and you see that I mean a player like JW isn't gonna perform like that every time it's pretty well known and then mm-hmm. you see the new recruit, Draken, be pretty much non-existent in the series. And the other one, the other players, Flush and Crims, they weren't really there either for the quarterfinals. So I I don't have high hopes for this Fnatic team long term. I think this is pretty much where they're going to be at. Because again, you got Exist as the in-game leader, which I don't have a lot of faith in personally. Because... He isn't really going to bring a lot of structure to the lineup. He's more going to be this free-flowing style. And I don't think they have the firepower in the lineup to contend for championships based off that style. I agree 100%. I just feel like the Fnatic losing Lecro, Rifler for Drat. I just don't understand any of these moves. It just feels like the team just feels really weird. And I just don't, I just don't understand why they're building like this. I get it because... Um, JW, Flusha, you can't really replace those kind of guys. But I just don't see them doing well a year from now or six months from now. I just feel like if you move on from JW and Flusha, and then you had in, say you had a team of, and I don't, I don't think exists as smart either. Say you had a team of like Golden, Crims, Lecro, Draken, and one more, like Brolin or something. That'd be a great, that'd be a great team. But instead we have, have this like mashup, which really makes no sense. But I guess it's better than Nip, right? Everyone's better yeah. than Nip. <laughs> I mean, I mean Nip got like an average of less than four rounds per map this tournament. Oh, that got, is like, utterly they got, terrible. They got like twelve rounds the whole tournament. Oh, I'm no. pretty sure. Eleven to be exact. Oh. That's ridiculous. That's disgusting. That is honestly one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a team that is supposed to be, you know, Magic. not champ- not championship contenders, but they're supposed to be like a team that top ten, top, top, 10, 10. top eight, you know, that kind of level. And they were appalling. <laughs> appalling. Boots looked better than them. Let's be fair. It's got more rounds than them. Yeah, it's just that's just sad. I mean, Boots just had no chance because they don't have practice, good practice in Asia. They used to have an excuse. Nip has no excuse. They live in Sweden. That's like the best place to be, you know. I was going to say, Get Right played absolutely awful this tournament. To know. I mean, let's be fair. Get Right's they been playing awful they, for a while now. They, they all played pretty awful, I'm not going to lie. And the mm-hmm. force on the op, I don't, that's a mess, in my opinion. That, that needs it to be really fit. is a mess, but I mean, that's, I mean, there's a lot of messes, you know, in Counter-Strike, in ESO and Cologne. But I feel like Astralis losing in semis was a pretty big mess because if you consider what Astralis, they were built as like this unstoppable force, a god-tier team. They were, you know, insane. And then <laughs> we have them just going out to like Navi. That was a beautiful game. Probably probably my favorite of the uh, tournament. 
just the back and forth. The, oh, it's beautiful. But how do we feel about Astralis? Mygen, since you're the Danish expert, how do you feel about Astralis? And they're uh, losing in semis to Navi. Yeah, so let's just look at what it took for them to lose. So <laughs> go back to the group stage for a little bit. They looked good all the way through. They had that one game against G2 where they G2 made an amazing comeback and then Astralis still won in the end. They destroyed them on the second map and that was that. So then they go to the semifinals. Both Simple and Electronic played amazing series. And then on the third map, you have Zeus literally play one of the best series of his oh. entire career. Mm -hmm. There's this stat out there that he's only dropped a 30 bomb in CSGO like four times when the game hasn't gone to overtime. So, <laughs> And then on top of that, in the third map, Device looked a bit off, Sipnix looked off the whole series. On map one, I thought Dupree looked off. So when you combine all of that, I mean, if it's, if that's what it takes for them to lose, I'm still I'm still on the Astralis train, you know. It's oh, tough. Wow. It took something that hasn't happened since 2015 to beat them. So here's my scene. I love how this whole, a whole controversy with Slasher and Zeus up against Thorn, and they're saying, "Well, Thorn called him a bot, which I guess I can't call. Um, I can't call Zeus against. I can't call Edward a bot anymore because I don't want to get attacked on Twitter. <laughs> but you know, um." I don't understand that, like, Zeus, does he not realize that he hasn't, doesn't frag normally? Where he's a very smart player, he puts himself in great positions, but then even on, like, a CT side, on Inferno, for example, one round he was had a beautiful flank, and then he flubs the, the spray, and he, can't, he gets, like, one kill when he got, like, two or three, easily peasy. And I'm thinking, you're not a fragger, it's fine. It's okay if you're a bit of a bot, I mean, it's just that you're just not a fragging IGL. And Thorne literally says, you're a great leader. They just accept that. It's not a big deal. And I'm just, I don't understand his mindset. Or he th does he think he's a good fragger? Or like, can you please explain this for me, Wes, please? Because you're a very uh, workable person. <laughs> I think he just thinks he puts a lot of time into it. He thinks he should be fragging more. But well, his tweet, this just made no sense. Like, he said, like, Thorne had, like, no CS experience. Like, what analyst, like, like top analyst has had, like, a good Counter-Strike career? Um, that's the point. <laughs> you don't have to, yeah, like, great career. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, so I don't know. It was pretty. I get whatever. He was probably like high on the win, but whatever. I mean, you look at like and like traditional sports, like NFL, like all these guys. I mean, sometimes they're like former players. They're watched but a lot of times. Yeah, but a lot of times you have commentators that are not. They don't never play baseball or football or basketball. Yes, they're commentators because they're good at that. Because they're good at being a media person. They they know what they're talking about tactically. That you can watch things. You don't have to be good at something in order to know about it. You know. So I think that, that argument that well, you're not good at you're not good at CS:GO. You can't tell me anything. That's just a bad mindset. That just means I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. You know, fight me. I wouldn't really want to fight Zeus. Seems like he could you know kill someone. But you know, that's. Uh, I don't understand that mindset. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just yeah, a CIS, it's, so it really is. It's you know, it's like a uh, you can't you can't tell me what to do. I'm smarter than you are. I don't get it, but it could be worse. Considering, let's be honest, Zeus did win, Navi did win. I think the fact that they won without simple hard carrying them, considering Electronic did a lot of big work and Electronics maybe up in some top five circles of top five CS:GO players. You know, post Cologne. I think that, you know, it's pretty <laughs> insane how Electronics believe really it developed. Remember Thorne saying, oh, Electronics no good. Why they bring him in? And everyone's like, kind of doubting him after being the wonder kid of Flipside. Now Electronics really turning some heads. So, missed, Mr. Top 5 Specialist yourself. How do you feel about Electronic performance at ESL Cologne? <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, he really stepped up. It's finally showing, like, the potential mm -hmm. he had. Mm -hmm. Would you put gonna... him in the Top 5? I mean... Yeah, I'm just gonna mm. tell you. I'm just gonna tell straight up. I would. He's in my top five. Oh, that's. I think the whole world's been waiting to hear that. Whether it's in your top five or not, to be honest. I mean, I got bashed enough. I'm ready for not posting it last time, so it's about time I came around. Well, I guess so, right? I mean, you look at, but I think uh, Navi's definitely more some some of their parts. I mean, I think Flamey doesn't really. To be honest, I want to see Flamey gone. I really do. I really can't stand seeing him in this team because either he's good or not. He's unreliable, and so obviously determining he was good. And Edward was somewhat good, which is, you know, it's disgusting on its own part, but I can accept that and move on. But the fact that, you know, Flamey, I don't understand him in the team. I, I, you have 
Simple as a top fragger. Electronic is your number two star. Zeus is at the bottom at the IGL. Edward's in the fourth spot. Flamey's supposed to be number three, but rarely does he actually play that level. Am I getting am I crazy? Or do you think Navi, even with the success, should make a roster change? I think you're crazy. I really like Flamey yeah. in this team because if you look at the way they distribute the frags, I mean, you've got Simple, like you said, at number one, and then Electronic at number two. They're going to consistently perform in you know pretty much every game like <clears throat> sorry like they did mm-hmm. at this tournament so then you got flamey in there and he he only needs to perform really well in some games he only needs to be the star player you know when mm-hmm. simple has his rare off game or where electronic has his rare off game so then he's like the perfect guy to be the third man in this team and you always see these crazy frags from flamey where he just has these rounds where suddenly he just gets four kills or an ace or something out of nowhere so i mean i don't really think you can get anyone better in the cis scene and mm-hmm. i'm really liking this navi team right now even edward a little bit okay i make that's fair i just don't i just feel like there's more reliable options in the CIS scene because if electronic and simple don't have like off days together and then you have to rely on flamey edward and zeus to carry you on a map or something or even a couple rounds that sounds pretty scary especially in this now we see a lot of these teams have really good ct sides like big astralis liquid and you know and so i just feel like flamey sometimes if you could replace him with someone like i mean from like a qbf or an avant well what another no, wind strike now is qbf avant still avant I just feel like there's an upgrade there in CIS. There's a lot of talent, let's be honest. There's a lot of talent in there. And Flamey's getting up there in age, so, you know. I, I think like you're crazy. I do, okay. too. Um, crazy. I, feel, I feel like Flamey is, like, one of the best third stars in pretty much in the Counter-Strike oh world. Oh, my God. That's like, disgusting. if you look at other teams, like, who can compete? Okay, Astralis have Dupree. Fates have Rain. Maybe Ooh, wait, wait. Who's number two on Astralis, then? Magisk. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, or if you put Magisk as the third, I mean, whatever you, however you right. want to do yeah, it. Maybe those two uh-huh. are better, but once you get beyond that, I mean, is Twist better than Flamey? Is Fallen better than Flamey? Uh-huh. Not really. I mean, I think Flamey is is a pretty good player, and I certainly don't think there's upgrades on Windstrike to <laughs> be had for Flamey. Maybe if you were Ooh. looking at recruiting someone like a Dren, if you could get him out uh-huh. of Gambit, maybe Ooh. I would look at it. Ooh. But I I would maybe I mean, look I guess, at him. I'm would, I I would look Astralis, at Flamey wasn't really good. Like on Nuke, he was nine eighteen. On Overpass, he was at even. And then you know he wasn't. He didn't have much impact. I mean, obviously he's a third star. We get that. But he like in a lot of maps against NC, he went fourteen nineteen on Mirage. Against Cloud Nine, he went sixteen and twenty one on Inferno. You know, against Envious at that CAC, he went thirteen and fifteen. There's a lot of red. There's a lot of red here. Against oh, the yeah. Sports, and they there's a lot of red on this uh, HLTV here for Flamey, so it's kind of you know. I wouldn't say that Cologne was his greatest tournament, but then no. again, I mean, I think he's giving up a lot of space for electronic right now compared That's to how fair. the team worked earlier, mm-hmm. because you earlier like around February, March that period, you saw that Flamey was actually the second star of the team, while electronic was struggling a lot. So I think they've been shifting and around a lot where electronic is getting a lot more resources now and maybe flip maybe flamey has had to suffer from that but i think i still think he's a great player and he has especially fantastic game that you see come out once in a while yeah i agree with once in a while part um <laughs> oh wow man I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of flamey anymore i really am not i don't know you're, I just you're, don't... you're only a fan of like team liquid and that's it i find that's literally not true. Like I don't even like Team Liquid anymore right now. I'm just, I'm just mad with them right now. They they can't choke like this on these international levels. You predicted them to win Cologne. Wait 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 wait. <laughs> I yes, mean, you did. <laughs> I know I did. I'm just uh, you know. Yeah, salty. Come on. I'm not gonna say I'm salty. I'm just I'm just I'm just not a fan. I just I'm just not a fan of what you know choking like this. But what do you think needs to help NA uh, then? Definitely think. For NA, if you want to see them as a good region again, if you want, if they want to be able to play a pug style, a face it FPL style, and the one thing they definitely need is pregame. So pregame GG, 
is literally the premier basic hub if you want to get into the FPL. Play with the pros, all them people. If you want to knife people like Tarek does, FPL and FPL, then you want to be in the pregame hub. Now you can use the code CSGOHOUR, all caps, for 20% off your subscription. Use it today. Don't use anyone else's code because our code is the best code, guaranteed. And you can be playing with all of your favorite pros eventually after you use the awesome hub on Faceit. They've got 1v1 servers that aren't just regular dual servers. They're actually lit. Someone like Boomio, they've got everything to regular FPL-type games. There's nothing you can't do on the pregame hub. Not only that, they're running qualifiers for Fragadelphia. You want to get on that. Go to their website. Go to their Twitter page. Follow on Twitter, PregameGG. Follow us on Twitter. You're going to have a great time. Now, you talk about NA. You talk about all these things, right? But let's not forget Germany. I always thought if any German team would win ESL1 Cologne, I always thought it would be Mouseports. It was some kind of German roster, right? Or at least get in the Grand Finals. But then here comes Berlin International Gaming Squad, also known as Big Clan, led by Gobby himself, the man who's apparently been using pregame because he's definitely hit the DM gyms because he clutched some amazing clutches. Some were pretty rough looking, I'm not going to lie. But those clutches were what kept Big in that tournament to get that grand final. Now, please, someone tell me, well, am I going crazy or a big legit team? Because right now, we're in HLTV on their new ranking system which is actually insane because it has MIBR's fifth. Okay, it has Astralis number one, Navi two, Phase three, Liquid fourth, MIBR fifth, Mouse sixth, but number seven is Big Clan, moving up 18 spots. My Gind, why are Big so good all of a sudden? Um, I mean, they've clearly been practicing a lot for this event. I mean, apparently. In, yeah, apparently. I mean, one thing that, What's really amazing was their utility usage, obviously, oh. where we saw, you know, in terms of flash stats and utility damage done, they were like way above any other team in both those in both those regards. So, I mean, they've clearly been practicing that. Uh, I mean, Gopi obviously has a big influence there. He's a really <clears throat> he's a really tactical in-game leader, and that really showed here. And then. Even individually, we saw someone like Nex probably have one of his best events of his career, mm-hmm. where previously he's obviously struggled when it got to the big stage matches, when it got to those playoff scenarios, where now, I mean, he was probably the key player against both FaZe and T2. Especially against FaZe, he had a fantastic series. And then you got someone like Tapson in there. He obviously performed really well. Even got B for what you expect of him. He was great. I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily say that it's going to be consistent or if this is just a one-off. I think it's impossible to say right now because... I mean, you got every circumstance going right for them with their players performing well. They probably weren't scouted a lot. Like, people weren't anti-stratting them that much. They had, they could pick Dust 2 as their home map, a map that many other teams didn't seem to practice that much. So, it's it's tough to say if Big are going to be a sick team now. I'm leaning towards no, but maybe that'll surprise me. I mean, I think it's like the thing with big, like you said, is utility usage. I think the stat was they were averaging 33 damage per round with utility usage, which was higher than Astralis for the tournament, which is insane because Astralis was the original tactical utility usage team. And you saw, I think one round, they had two kills with Molly. That's just insane. That was on train. I believe it was against FaZe. Yeah, it was against FaZe. And it was like a 2v4 and FaZe. Israel phase on the round, and they're going to defuse the bomb. And then I believe I, f- I forget who threw the mollies themselves. One molly came out and it killed the first diffuser. They put up a meat shield, killed the second diffuser. They got the headshot on the third guy, and Guardian was just nowhere to be found. And I'm just like, what is Guardian doing? But there's just utility usage was on point, and it was just beautiful. And it's just weird because they've always been a tactical team in a sense, but they never had the firepower to back it up. So they could at best get a top eight in an event. And I thought Belo Horizonte was the, oh, they're going to be, because Belo Horizonte, they were terrible. And I'm like, okay, this team really isn't that good. 
And then Big Daddy Smooja comes in this event, the Rat King himself. Where is the British flag? And it's just destroying heads. Miss, do you think that the Rat King is finally coming to his own? He's actually a good player? Or do you think all of the hype, all the trash talk is not for real? Uh, he definitely showed up this time. But like, I don't know what to think of it yet. I guess we'll have to, like, <clears throat> obviously now you're like, everyone's high on them. And like, mm-hmm. next, especially. I found next, if they big one, next is the MVP, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's just at his aims. Was stellar, oh, was and, but big. I guess well, I'm not gonna like give a full judgment until they like until the if they make the major, I'll, like that'll be really good for them. But mm-hmm. I don't know yet. It's just hard to judge it off right now. But like they beat some really fuck like really good teams on the way, like Phase Navi. They knocked off MIP. Right, they just played some amazing teams. They almost beat. They could have beat Navi possibly. I mean, they have a really yeah. good, they have a decent map pool. It's not the seven map pool that Strauss have, but Strauss lost to, to Navi, so is it a seven map pool technically? I mean, it's really, it's really interesting to see how this affects the rankings now because, I mean, big aren't at all these big top tier events, but I mean, now they're in the top 10, so I guess they'll start getting invited to some lands. The next event that isn't a minor or a major is Remac Open Valencia, which will see North and G2 fight for that crown. And you have other teams like Giants, Ago, Virtus Pro, all the usual trash. And, and you have... <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> and then you have E-League, where you're going to have a million dollar prize for an actual event. But it's eight teams, no big to be found. It's Strala, C9, Faze, Liquid, Mouse, Fanatic, Navi, MIBR. Yeah, they're usually good teams. And so... Where is big going to be able to repeat on the success... I mean, everybody was hyping them up, right? Now they're looking good, and they have good players. All they just need to get is more land practice. But the next land they're going to be playing, um, not looking too close by, is it? The major, major, maybe? Yeah, they're the major, sure. But other than that, that's it. They're not, not going to be at Stockholm. They're not going to be at IEM Shanghai. They're not going to be... That's where uh, Greyhound's going to be, you know, VP and the other ones, you know. They're not going to be at the Zotac Cup Masters once they get invited, which they might get invited now. But I just feel like it's like the Gambit situation where they're like, oh, they're a good team, and they don't get invited to big lands or even mediocre lands, so they don't they don't call from online, and then they kind of get like you know screwed over in the process. So it's just, do you think that that is going to hurt them going forward and stunt their growth, or do you think they might be able to put more time to practice, watch VAs and demos, and just play against either local talents? in local like online leagues how do you think it's going to happen my end i think it might actually end up being a blessing in disguise because <clears throat> i mean like you said they get more time to practice they they won't have demos out there for other teams to watch i mean obviously they can watch this event but i mean other than that they won't be able to watch much of them so then they can if they can reinvent themselves a little bit so they don't just do all the same things that they did this event i mean then they're gonna be in a similar spot to like a flip side back in the day where they came in every major and managed to do well even though they never qualified for anything else and they weren't even meant to be that good of a team but every major, they came in when no one expected it and did well. So maybe Big can be in a similar situation to that. So I think that might end up being good for them. Teams attend too many lands anyway, so... Oversaturation, right? Yeah, gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, look at the events coming up. There's a lot of events in July. So we're going to... Besides the minors, let's forget the minors. Um, we got Valencia, the... Um, E-League Premier, you're going to have, and then in August, you have Shanghai, Zotac Cup Masters, Stockholm, Philadelphia 12, and then we're going to go to September, which, you know, I guess July and August aren't too bad, but you have like a lot of local lands, I guess, and some regional lands, you have some online leagues, and then you're going to have September, which you're going to have the Face It Major, which everyone cares about, obviously, and then you're going to have ESL1 New York. And then on the same time frame, Blast Pro Series Istanbul. So you have a lot going on. So I just don't understand, uh, you know, all this oversaturation. I guess it still is a problem because you have too many events by too many different tournament operators, 
in too many different places. And so you saw teams like Mouse just wear themselves out where they went from being the best on the Mirage, arguably in the world, to being bad on it in a way. And so I just feel like a lot of these teams might have strengths, but they go to all these lands and their strengths become their weaknesses. So hopefully it doesn't happen to Big because I actually kind of like them in a way, in a low-key way. Because without Le- Legia as a player, or Legia, I don't know how to say his name. I think they're actually yeah, Legia. Okay. They're actually kind of sick. Gabi was a pretty good clutcher. Tizian wasn't bad. Um, Nex was pretty good. Tabson was pretty good, actually. Kind of underrated in a way because I think he was a former star player. And then, of course, Smuya, as much as I hate him, I think he kind of stepped up. He missed some easy shots here and there, but for the most part, he was a really solid opera. And he outdueled some top-tier operas, which was pretty insane. He was very, they were a very good team on Dust2, which is weird because that's an individual map. But I think Big have a bright future ahead of them, especially considering they jumped up 18 points on the 18 spots on the HLTV CSGO World Rankings as of July 9th, 2018. So I am definitely excited about big chances going forward. But some other big news out. Uh, I know Pancake's really happy about the CSPPA, the new Counter-Strike Player Association. It's like a, um, I guess, considerable, it's like a union almost. So, Miss, how do you feel about that as we see some big names on that uh, list? I'm sure some will be retired soon, but you have a lot of good names on there. How do you feel about this legitimizing CSGO esports. I mean, I haven't thought about it like, in too much detail, but obviously it's like super good for the scene, like to get players like what they want, like longer breaks, et cetera, like that. Like you see, like in August, they have like a, only like a two or three week break. Mm-hmm. Compared to other leagues, like League of Legends, Overwatch, and Dota, they have way longer breaks and like players obviously getting burned out. It's just like really good for the scene because like mm-hmm. I've, tor- tournament organizers act. In my opinion, like it's only them that matter. Right. The constantly scheduling tournaments, but hopefully just like actually get somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's interesting. Like you see, ESL runs most of the calendar in online leagues and in lands. And then you have DreamHack with all their lands. And then they at least they at least they have decency to like say, hey, here's what we're doing this year in terms of DreamHack. But like ESL, they'll have like always like Bella Horizonte we knew about a couple months beforehand, but it wasn't like super far out with GMAC. But I feel like there's all there's just too many tournaments oversaturation that I've done. And that's the big issue because all these players go to all these different lands and stuff because a lot of money involved. And that's a big issue. And t- the fans get tired of it, you know. So I just feel like there definitely needs to be an agreement where like this, if the CSPPA can be like, hey, the players just having to go to too many different lands. Can we have all the different tournament actors that, that are relevant come together, carve apart to the calendar for themselves so we can have actual player breaks and stuff? That'd be great. You know, that's what I would say. That'd be for my end. I feel like the real issue in terms of the saturation issue is the online <laughs> leaks where uh-huh. you just have the ECS and EPL going on at the same time and it's literally right. impossible to watch. Like I like we talked about it with Anders a while ago. Like I've not watched online CS on a regular basis since like 2015, maybe. So maybe they could get some sort of agreement there where ECS and EPL at least goes on at different times as opposed to at the same time. But uh, in terms of the association, I think it's kind of amazing that CS is, first of all, the first esports game to get a proper association. I know Riot claims they have an association in place for the NALCS, but let's be honest, they don't really have that in place. The Overwatch League, as far as I know, doesn't have it in place. Dota doesn't have one. So, I mean... Even some traditional sports that I follow, like mixed martial arts, is a pretty big sport overall, but that doesn't even have a fighters association. And Mm -hmm. so it's pretty amazing that they got this up and running and credit to Sir Scoots, obviously, and the players. Oh, yeah. Sir Scoots done a great job so far. I mean, you can always trust him. He's one of the best, you know. But I think uh, your point about... um, Maybe carving up the different calendars, different parts. I think it'd be a great idea. I just feel like, I say, ESL took the first half of the year, and then ECS took the second half of the year. And in the middle, you had leagues like the Gfinity, CSGO League, and like all the other leagues. 
that'd be a great idea. And then you can just kind of carve the calendar like different like fiefdoms almost. But I just don't think they're going to want that because you could have two EPLs a year instead of with the one under this proposed system. And then you'd only have like one ECS finals a year. So it's a lot less revenue for them. So I just feel like that's, you know, they wouldn't be happy about that. Yeah. But that's just, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. If they could schedule yeah. it like that, that would be fantastic for the Sino role. Maybe a schedule like Dota. Yeah, Dota has a great schedule. It's just, I don't think there's just too many different tournament organizers to have, like, and because it's like a major, major system, right? If like five or six majors in a year or something. And do you think that they're going to, the people in CSGO are going to want to have like five, six majors, whatever? They're not, they're not technically, they're, they're majors, right. yes, but like, you know, like, you know how it works. All the like the tournament, like bigger prize pools. Like, <clears throat> I think that was like, they like picked, handpicked each tournament organizer mm-hmm. and like labeled it as, and like it all ends up at TI. And I think CS needs something like that. I get that, but like, I just feel like then you'd have to have an equivalent of TI for CSGO. So, who would you, would you have another, the, uh, the international for CSGO? Like, how would that work in your opinion? I don't know. I'll just get Valve to run it. You could do it a little bit differently. I think, first of all, the Dota system has the flaw that they call those events majors when, let's be honest, it's not the same as a CSGO major in of any possible not. way. They just, yeah. They, they just have a major minor. Yeah, they have they like eat. eight of those events a year or even more than that, like eight majors. That doesn't even make any sense. And then mm-hmm. in CS, we could do it in a different way where we just I mean, we label some events premiere or whatever, and right. then six of those events leads into the first major, and then in mm. the second half of the year, six more of those events leads into the second major, okay. or however you're going to do it. I I really like our format where we have two world championships a year as opposed to one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot better in some ways. Obviously, you don't get that big hype event with the international, right? but uh, I... I still like that we crown a world champion twice a year because let's be honest, after two months, the world champion isn't really much of a world champion anymore a lot of the time. Oh, agree. hundred percent. Look at Cloud9. They're on the verge of breaking apart and not becoming Cloud9 anymore. So, okay. yeah. yeah. But you guys know where my thoughts are about franchising, but I, I just don't understand why you think franchising is an idea for CSGO. I mean, if you had franchise leagues like ECS, I'm fine with that. But franchise general is just a bad idea i don't think it's generally a bad idea i think if it's executed right it can be a good idea mm. but i think riot's done a, a pretty okay job with it mm. and it's expanding to eu i so. mean look at look but you don't have like look at what happened like look riot just control their game so much that they're just ruining the meta right now and then you have like everyone's just mm. mad about it and so say you have like one bad performance you're gone and look at these players like sneaky and all them are benched and stuff like that. It makes no sense. And so, do you want a, like a league where it's just closed off and then you can't have like up and coming talents like join a league easy? Like, we're in like CSGO, it's kind of like a you know, it's open so you can have a, play, a team do well or something like a Penta and then like HS goes on Optic and stuff like that. That wouldn't happen in the Riot system because those leagues just wouldn't they, exist. So, I just have the you know, scouting grounds at the beginning of each season mm. and then the academy yeah. obviously but mm. there's flaws in every system it goes about that it's just it's hard to find the perfect format mm-hmm. i agree but one thing i think that has no flaws is team tempo storm deciding to trial happy and rpk so no flaws, no flaws whatsoever because we reported yeah. Well, not we, but Rollsport, you know, wonderful website, decided to report that Temple <laughs> Storm was going to get, uh, I believe it was Brolin and Golden, the Swedish package. The report was done by a man named Mist. And then, unfortunately for him, Temple Storm decided, you know what, we don't want these guys anymore. We're going to go for Happy and RPK because they're going to stand it. Happy is standing for them. And then now we have this French duo instead of a Swedish duo. I guess they just can't make up their mind. So how do you feel, Miss, since you're the uh, Tempo Storm expert here? How do you feel about Happy and RPK joining it? Okay, okay, listen. I've received some sources that had very close sources, but this news was a bit old. I'm not going to say who because we don't like them very much, but 
Anyways, on the temporal storm, um, whatever that team, that the team I don't care about. Like generally, like I think this is an upgrade, obviously, over Chetty mm-hmm. and Lowell. But every time I don't know these, I got RBK was the only one that liked Happy at the end of Envious. So Correct. there's that. Well, I mean, it's I mean, he just didn't play because he wanted he wanted to break. It wasn't that he necessarily liked Happy. So I guess we don't really know the whole situation there. Miko is ask Happy, I guess. But um, you know, it's just a weird. That was a weird breakup. It was a really violent breakup. I just feel like it's funny because Envy looked like they're the ex-wife that's free, almost in a way, and like they're just happy to be away from the old evil ex, aka Happy <laughs> RPK. But then they weren't listening to Happy at the end. They didn't really trust him. So it was a really bad breakup, a bad marriage right there. So I don't really know how I felt that situation. But I just feel like it's obviously not great. I don't think Tempo Storm wants to be good or top 30 or top 40. They could be a top 50 team in the world. So there's that. Maybe wow, make top 50. Maybe it's a dream hack. How do you feel like I feel speak. like a so-called Tempo Storm expert didn't really should, should care more about the team, maybe. I mean, you know, you know how leaks are these days. They just aren't very reliable. Some people, you know, don't start talking about all, don't even know what they're doing. They write articles, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, Chris J. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Anyway, in in, in terms of the in terms of the change, you know, I, I think it's a clear upgrade because let's be real, Happy is a a, a real in game leader. They didn't have a real in game leader before, so that's obviously an upgrade. RPK is an upgrade skill wise. Maybe he can be that star player that Temple Storm needs because they don't really have a star player either. Mm-hmm. So the only problem I can see with it is does RPK really speak English? Yeah, not very well. Well, at least last go. year he didn't. Yeah, so that's an issue. I yeah. feel like language is a, is a barrier no one really talks about as much. I mean, okay, it's the most talk about barrier, but in terms of actual talking about it, no one really puts thought into like putting your super roster together and thinking about like what language you think in, what language you speak in, how that correlates to your gameplay, whether it's a negative or positive effect to you. Like now we're going to talk about North using Mixwell stand in for Valencia instead of Mertz. Like, I know it's been a couple months they had a lot of lands with Mertz, but they were improving, I thought. They even won an event, so I was kind of weird. I agree that Mix was better, but they said, oh, it's a standard. He's not going to replace him. So it's like, can you make your minds up together? Am I getting Mixwell stickers or am I not getting Mixwell stickers? That's the most important thing there. Like, I don't understand what North are doing with their lives right now because, you know, you think about Mixwell on a Danish team, it doesn't make any sense. And then you're going to keep AZ after all this and not just go full international, just drop AZ and bring in somebody else. So you have Mixwell and AZ replacing the two worst performers. And now you have a sick team to challenge Optic and Astralis. I'm confused. Mike, and your Danish expert help me out. Yeah, so obviously, like you said, in terms of like a pure player trait, this is obviously an upgrade. Mixwell is probably a better player than much right now. Uh in terms of skill but there is that communication issue where you know Mixwell is gonna communicate in English with this team and the North players with the exception of AC I think played it yeah he played it in phase for a while obviously so he has communicated in English before but the rest of them have always communicated in Danish mm-hmm. so there's definitely gonna be a transition period there and another thing to note about this is that you know how North always talk about the beautiful stadium that they practice in mm-hmm. you know that stadium is in Copenhagen and mm-hmm. if uh, Mixwell is going to be on this team permanently presumably he has to live in Copenhagen as well so oh, that might be an issue because obviously Denmark and Spain not very similar countries that might that might be a factor that could end up being a problem but mm-hmm. Let's let's say that Mixwell spoke Danish. I mean, then this would just be a no-brainer because I, like you said, the team has improved, but I don't think much individually has shown much. I think it's more been that guys like AC and Kirby has started to play better. <laughs> never thought because... I'd never thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty incredible, but AC is actually starting to play better, and I think Merch has consistently been an issue, especially on the CT side, where North obviously have like, uh, big, big issues right now oh. compared to their T side. Well, I think I agree with you on that, because I think you touched on the culture difference is a big way, because Mixwell has repeatedly said, right, he loved Optic, he loved Hex, 
who notably speaks Spanish, considering he is from Mexico and he speaks Spanish. Do you think it's even better fit than going to say um, Denmark, where they speak English and Danish, and he doesn't speak Danish; he speaks French. So at least he can fit into France somewhat. But he's going to a whole different like atmosphere, culture, and there's not even a friendly face like a hex, where he was like, who hex loved him like a brother slash dad. It was just a beautiful relationship there, and now he's. Not, he's not really going to have that kind of same warmness where it's, he's going to the cold land of Copenhagen if he does go to this with no real familiar familiarity there. And it's going to be, he's going to be homesick 2.0. It's, it's sad to see. I feel bad for the young talent from Spain because he, he's definitely worth putting on North. I think he'd be an, uh, you know, an upgrade. But unfortunately for Mixwell, this is pretty much his only option in terms of being on a top tier team, in my opinion. He could try going back to North America, but he doesn't want to. So, like, and you can't stay in Spain. I mean, unless you really just can't. So, you'd have to either form a team of with leftovers, like with Lowell, or you'd have to join a team like North, or like a team like Mouse, maybe. But, like, Mouse just paid for snacks. And that's another question I want to talk about is because Mouse were looking so good at Bill Horizonte. You had Chris J, the MVP of 2018, best player in the world. And then oh, now, uh, Oscar's back. Chris J was still fragging like a beast, but you know the issue was they brought in snacks and snacks like I expected did not do so hot. And do you think they're gonna have buyers and worse? Oh yeah, absolutely. I said this before to Rusty James that I didn't think this was gonna help the team that much because you know you're mm-hmm. replacing basically a support player with. Uh, quote-unquote star player who hasn't been a star player since maybe... 2016. 2016, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, hopefully they figure something out because I like mouse sports, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to it's gonna take a little bit of time. I'll give them a, a few more tournaments, obviously, but uh, um, I, I didn't like the change when it happened, and I still don't like it that much. Oh, I agree. I just think that they they paid what two eighty something like that for him, mm-hmm. and then now what are they gonna do? They're gonna have they're gonna like what what is the game plan? Like you get disappointed. It's not like he's on loan. He's a full full on member. Like what what were they thinking about just fully buying him out? It's like hey, can we just loan him for an t- event and see how it works and just kick him afterwards if he's bad? Because Sticko, I just feel like was better than Snacks, and that's sad to say. And now you see Sticko on Cloud9. He looked utterly lost on the team. The whole and team so, looks lost. The whole team is lost. But <laughs> he is he a permanent addition? Like, can you actually say, hey, Sticko, we know you're an international talent. It's not that good. We want you on it anyways. Like, I don't understand the, the thought process here. Now sports will just hit up Dr. Pepper. Like, hey, we need more money. <laughs> they really should. Because Dr. Pepper has given Mouse Sports zero love. I remember they got the contract with them, and then everyone was like, oh, that's pretty cool for Mouse Sports. And then TSM got the Dr. Pepper sponsorship, and then Dr. Pepper was like, if this is our first eSports sponsor, like, did you just forget about Mouse Sports? Like, <laughs> hey, they're all in the jersey still. press release. This is our first foray into eSports. is with TSM. And I'm like, one year ago, Mouse Sports. And no, not one outlet, not one of these news outlets said, oh, yeah, by the way, you only sponsor Mouse Sports. And they're on your jerseys. Like, I don't understand. Like, ugh, it really is sad to see. But Mouse Sports? That's a sad. I mean, they might as well go to Rainbow Six players. Like, hey, don't play Counter Strike. You make more money here, anyways, because it's not looking good. Like Rops has been up and down this year. You have Sunny's been good, but not like he's not a top ten player in the world, the top five, obviously, or missed it on his list. You don't have Oscar hasn't been top ten, top fifteen form recently. Only Chris J has been the real MVP of the team, and he can't carry them forever. His shoulders are only so broad. I mean, it's just. So what do we what do we think Mouse Sports is going to do? I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying that Christie has been carrying the team. Maybe at Belo Horizonte, he was definitely the best player. But uh, I still think Robs and Sonny have been pulling their own weights, and Oscar as well. I obviously Oscar hasn't didn't show great form in this mm-hmm. tournament in particular, but. I still think that Star Trio is pretty good for a team of that level. Mm-hmm. And Chris J is uh, a decent in-game leader for what he does. And I think that uh, LMBT is obviously a really good coach. I mean, he has pretty much taught Chris J how to in-game lead, supposedly. So, yeah, Snacks is kind of the odd man out. And when you consider 
what mouse sports has done in the past like not spending a lot of money it's weird that they would go out and spend a lot of money on a guy like snacks you would think that when they're finally gonna spend that big bucks they should you know spend it on someone who's been good within the last year for sure so um speaking of things that have been good in the last year esl has been great this year in terms of events you had bell horizontal was a great event Cologne, but now we're apparently, according to Decay, the best leaker in the game. ESL will be getting their first major of twenty nine in twenty nineteen. The first major since I believe it was Cologne twenty sixteen, if I'm calling correctly. And it's supposedly possibly in Katowice. How do we feel about ESL finally getting the major again after we've seen E League, PGL do uh varying jobs with it Sucks them. that there won't be a Polish team there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Are you uh, saying that Virtus Pro or Ego or Kinglin are going to make the major? <laughs> For all I know, well, mm. I don't know if any of them are going to make this major. Actually, VP's already oh, there. Yeah, VP's already there. Nah, whatever. Um, so I think that's an interesting point. I guess I just feel like uh, if you had... I just feel like I'm surprised Epicenter hasn't gotten a shot yet. Where MLG didn't get a second major because that'd be lit. Even if it was somewhere else outside America, MLG had an amazing major. I feel like that would be a nice second opportunity. But I just feel, yeah. you know, ESL deserves it in a way. Kind of a iffy company. But, you know, it'll be cool to see another ESL major. But um, I, um, I feel like the major being in Katowice is a little bit weird because. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not gonna go on a Poland rant, obviously, but uh, I feel like Poland has had, has had a <laughs> has had a lot of majors. I mean, they had Krakow, they had, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the previous Katowice in mm-hmm. 2014 and 2015, right. and now we're going back to the Katowice event again. Even though that event <laughs> is completely fine and great on its own, right? Uh, and then you see countries like, you know. We have great CS countries like Russia, Ukraine, France, Denmark, Denmark. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> oh, my God. They're banned from Canada. <laughs> no, no, but, but my point is that those countries haven't had majors yet, and now we're doing mm-hmm. like the fourth major in Poland, even though it's not really Brazil? the biggest country. Brazil hasn't had a major yet. That's yeah. another one. I, I think. I think it should be spread yeah, out a little bit more. Yeah, Sweden hasn't had one since like during Hack Winter 2014, yeah. which is a bit weird. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should you know try and do them in different countries sometimes. It's I mean, just bias. For me I just feel like it's hilarious that the UK is getting a major before Brazil or like Denmark, where UK is the it's the first time we have an actual UK player in a major in like a long time, probably. So I thought that was pretty ironic. Just yeah. lucky. At least they have lucky. a lot of good commentators. That's true. That's very true. A lot of good talent. But um, so we just want to. So that's all we're up to the news. We just want to do some wrap ups here. We have the America Minor. We just saw Complexity take down Energy, the favorites to win the Minor. And so we'll be seeing Complexity versus Rogue in the upper bracket finals. Whoever wins that game will be getting sticker money, will be going to the major. And then whoever wins the lower bracket final, well, when lower bracket semis will go to lower bracket, whatever. Point is, United and NRG will be playing against each other. Do we think United has any hope? Yes or no? No. What was the question again? United, can United beat Energy? No. Okay. Not a million right. years. So it looks like United, because they had United got against Rogue. I was like, oh, that's a possibility. Rogue just, you know, three maps, but still, United looked bad on their best map, Inferno. I don't understand that. But so it looks like it'll be energy and probably complexity making it out, like we said. So, well, y'all said, I said United and energy, but regardless, how do we feel about the other miners in general? NTC we have suck. Up coming up. Like, Who? NTC suck. I never That's heard of that. I, I thought they were SK. <laughs> yeah, it's headset. <laughs> oh, so I am done talking about them. Yeah, I feel like you were. Really, I told you NTC were bad, and then you're like, no, 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 NTC are gonna make it out. No, no. Okay, dude, it was a logical choice going in. It's NA. 
Yeah, but it's NA with good NA teams like Rogue Energy and Complex. Good, 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 NA, good, good NA teams. <laughs> yeah, they're good NA teams. They're better than MTC, aren't they? Good NA teams are like mean, tier, four, tier four UU. Yeah, so. Fractures could they're double than MTC. teams. Okay, okay. Oh, they're Brazilian. Why? I mean, I let's mean, be honest. NTC are overrated. They aren't a team. Ben is not a good in game leader. Let's be honest, all right? FNX is washed. You should go back to first girlfriend. Like, I mean, let's just, let's get some realities here. Wow, dude, man, I just, I just, we all need to take a moment of silence for Dignitas, the premier premier organization in esports. Did not almost got sixteen zero yesterday, almost sixteen really? one. Yeah, they were down fifteen zero. The rogue, oh, I guess? rogue. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I hope rogue make it. I'm to get rogue stickers. Yeah, those are kind of sick. I want a United stickers, you know, but apparently, um, sick going into the event, so that hurts for them. Did you say sick was sick? He was sick. No, not sick. Not the player sick, but like okay. Ace, the player United Opera was sick going into the event, so that kind of sucks for them. But moment of silence for him as well. Moment, yes. <laughs> but so we had some other teams, other events coming up. We have this, well, CIS Minor. July 10th, so that's tomorrow. Oh, wow. And then you have the European Minor, which the lovely Dualism and Kerr will be attending. Want to see, watch the coverage on uh, Real Sport. Because uh, of the videographer, Kerr, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Dualism. We'll be covering that. So some great interviews coming out of the European Minor. And so we have CIS, you have Avangar, Hellraisers, Monolith, Plank, Pro 100, Fours, and Spirit. So seven teams because some team, Namiga, couldn't make it because visa issues. So how do we feel about this? Right quick, like one minute, whatever. Uh, how do you feel about the CI Smiter? Who's going to make it out? I'm going to say Hellraisers from Group A should be an easy lock. And for Group B, Avangar and Spirit. No, yeah, Spirit should make it out of the groups, and then Avangar will probably go on to the uh, um, the major. I'm gonna say same as you, but I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say Pro 100 instead of Spirit. Ooh. Well, they're and, Group A, by the way. Oh, uh, never mind. Take that back. <laughs> probably on Group B, but no. Avangar and Hellraiser should easily make the major unless yeah. you know something crazy happens. But I mean, Avangar has a new cool um, logo, so that helps them a lot. Probably it's cool. <laughs> yeah, so and then we have the European minor, which is obviously minor because there's actually good teams there. And we're gonna have 3D Max, which have actually been low-key impressive. Uh you have X and the Academy player Jocks, David P, who's Belgian, Maka, Lucky, and Jinx, and then you have Ents, easy for Ents, you have Kinguin, Left Out, aka Old Envy, Sprout, aka Spitty's team, Red Reserve. Optic and NIP somehow were able to make the minor. Now, personally, I'm going to say Optic and Ents are making it out of the European minor. This is really unfair because some of these teams are better than you know any one of the CIS really, but that's Hellraisers and probably NA teams. How do you feel, Mist? But who's going to make it out of the European minor? All right, so the obvious pick is obvious is Optic, and then uh-huh. the picking. Red Reserve. I'm, oh we are God. seeing Red Reserve at the major. Jeez, just get out of here. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the easier group. So? No, they're not. They're Kingwin and Nip and Sprout are in that group. Nip is at the qualifier. At the moment. Yeah. You just have to take that fact. Sprout, not good. Kingwin, meh. The other Wait. group. Mm-hmm. Group A is going to be Optic and Ents coming out. Group B is going to be Red Reserve and Nip. And mm-hmm. Red Reserve and Optic are making it to the major. Okay, you're actually hot. All right, so we're going to make a bet. If Red Reserve make it to the major, I'll buy you five Red Reserve stickers, and they'll all be Hampus. All right? No, I want one of each. Two Hampus. Two Hampus and what? One of each. Oh, one of each? Oh, my God. All right. All right. I'm, I'm uh, going Hey, deal. If right. they, I'm not buying you anything if they don't make it. Wow. That's a really bad bet. I'll okay. do, do, like, end stickers, though. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, don't, I still don't understand what that thing is. Mike, do you know what the Ents logo is? Like, what is that? Is it a baboon or something? Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's like an elephant, know, some kind of insect. That's what it looks like to me. I thought it was a monk. 
What's in a mug? Like, I have to ask not to. Like, hey, what is your logo? Like, I mean, I don't understand the uh, the design choices here because it looks really freaky. All right, Megan, who's coming out of the minor for you? Oh, God damn it. I think it's actually quite an exciting minor. There's a lot of good teams there. I think the only teams that I would say don't have a chance are like Sprout and 3D Max. And Whoa, other really? Than... Yes, really. Yeah, I don't like 3D. Uh, I, I, I don't really see the 3D Max hype because, I mean, it's a bad group. It's, o- it's only been online. So Fair. they they have to show me something on that before I'm going to pick them in any way. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see if Nip can turn it around, but I'm going to say that in the end, top two is going to be Optic and Ents. So I'm going to agree with Jamaican on that one. Thank you for being rules. I love it. Oh my god, I can't believe this kid. And that's pretty much it, right? We don't have anything else. Yeah, we have Valencia yeah. coming up too. Joel we can talk about right in like two minutes. So we can talk about. Oh, yeah, let's just do predictions. Who's going to win? Okay. Group A of AGO, Giants, Heroic North. Who do we have right quick? Missed. Who do you have coming out of that group first, second? North and AGO in that order. Okay. Group B, Fractures, G2, Luminosity, Virtus Pro. G2 Fragsters. Okay, so pretty much we're probably going to see G2 and North in the Grand Finals. Who do you think wins that? G2. All right, that's pretty much fair. I thought you can't argue with that. And so with that, we're going to probably have to call it quits, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. We're going to have a pretty cool uh, guest coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. Cheers.